102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Bruce Springsteen, Rock 102. Hey, we uh, we finally have uh, a weather forecast. Can you believe that? Oh, good. It's going to be uh, partly cloudy today with a high of 50. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 48. Doesn't really seem like December weather. Not that I'm complaining about no, it. No, there's no reason to complain. But... 34 in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, Hollywood <laughs> Trash is brought to you by Aquapunt. Boo it once, do it twice. Uh, do it right. <laughs> do it once. Do it right. Aqua pump. How about some Hollywood yeah, trash with Steve yeah. Nickel and Rock 102? Well, another weekend, another monkey gone. Mike Naismith of the Monkees died Friday of natural causes. He was 78 years old. You know, I uh, I posted something on uh, over the uh, the weekend that yeah. when I was a kid, I actually owned, and I swear to God, it's true, the talking monkey hand puppet. Look at you! I saw, I saw the, your little picture of that. I had, it had each uh, each of your fingers had a different monkey. You know, you've had Peter Tork, had uh, Mike Nesmith, Davy Jones, and uh, Peter Dol and, and uh, Peter Dolan. Dolan, Mickey Dolans, and uh, and you could talk to them, and by pulling a string, they would talk back at you. What was the thumb for? It's really kind of my business. Yeah, there was no thumb; it just the, the only four fingers. Oh, it only had four fingers. It didn't have a full glove. No, ah. no, that that was. That was the disappointing part about it, but there was no fifth character in the show, right? Per se, that you would add for a fifth finger. Maybe you would be the fifth monkey. Did you ever think of that? I thought about that many times. Bet you did want to sing I, Pleasant Valley Sunday, didn't you? Last Train to Clarkson was more of my favorite. That's your uh, favorite too. Yeah, that was my favorite. Anyway, he had undergone a quadruple bypass in 2018. Naismith had already written different drum for Linda Rontes Stats Band, The Stone Ponies, when he was chosen as one of the four stars of NBC's The Monkees, along with Davy Jones, Mickey Dolans, and Peter Tork. Originally, the band didn't write their own songs or play their own instruments. They just sang songs. But it was Naismith who urged them to become a real band. A real live band! Although it, uh, he, he ended up going solo in 1969. I didn't realize this. Naismith also uh, basically created MTV. Uh, by yeah, he was uh, actually a, like a, a video pioneer. Yeah, he started making music videos for his own songs, and that turned into a music video show called Pop Clips. It ran for six episodes on Nickelodeon in 1980. Did you yeah. also know? Yeah, that his mother was the one that invented Whiteout. Shut the front door, really? I swear to God, it's absolutely true. Oh yeah, his mother invented liquid paper in 1951 and turned it into a multi-million-dollar company. Man, like, he like, died he with some. Uh, he had a massive inheritance. Oh hell yeah! And you know he didn't—he didn't really need to become a monkey. You know, with all that uh, liquid paper money, he could have just uh, sat there and yeah, corrected all his mistakes. But he seems like the guy who couldn't sit around and do nothing either. The uh, the brass uh, at the network decided to turn the concept into its own network, and thus MTV was born. They uh, actually wanted Naismith to run it, but he was not interested. Naismith reunited with the Monkees on and off over the years. Earlier this year, he toured with Dolans, which is now the last Monkey standing. The tour ended less than a month ago on November 14th. Well, long live uh, Mickey Dolans, because otherwise no more Monkees jumping in the bed. See what happens when Ringo or Paul dies? We're going to have this. Oh, my God, it's the only Beatle left. The last surviving Beatle, when that happens. And with any luck, it will never happen. Uh, Dolan's issued a statement saying, quote, I'm heartbroken. I've lost a dear friend and partner. I'm so grateful that we could have spent we could spend the last couple of months together doing what we love best, singing, laughing, and doing shtick. I miss all of it so, so much, especially the shtick. Oh, yeah, he likes the shtick. Mickey likes the shtick, doesn't he? He does. 
Uh, interview with the vampire author Anne Rice died Saturday from complications due to a stroke. She was 80 years old and published nearly 40 novels and sold around 135 million books. Oh, that's a tough one. Never read the book, huh? No. Yeah. Never even saw the movie, actually. No, I don't think I did either. That was uh, Brad Pitt, right? Tom Cruise? Uh, I believe you're right, yes. Yeah. Uh, Kim Kardashian filed documents on Friday to be considered legally single and drop West from her name. The This came hours after uh, Kanye, who's now known by Yee, said during Thursday night's free Larry Hoover concert, I need you to run right back to me, more specifically, Kimberly. So then, that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to come back. Can you come back to me? Uh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to run down to the courthouse and change my name. I'm going to have every bit of you yeah. removed from my personal history. I don't want you anything to do with you anymore. We're In fact, we're so done that I'm not even sure you'll even remember what my name is. Yee. Yee. Uh, Keanu Reeves doesn't mind that some players of the video game Cyberpunk 2077 were modding the game so they could have sex with his character. In fact, he took it as a compliment. He said, quote, it's always nice when it's nice. I'd argue with that. Well, hey, I, I wouldn't mind uh, setting up faux sex with Keanu Reeves, wouldn't you? But only as uh, as uh, as Ted. To be honest, yeah, or right. Bill or Bill? Which one was he? I can't remember which one. He was he, whatever the other one was. Yeah. He's the other guy. Yeah, the other guy. I'm gonna guess that it's probably uh, no more exciting to have actual sex with Keanu Reeves as it would be to have virtual sex with him. Yes, I think so too. Virtually. Do you? Uh, no, not really. No, I don't. Uh, do you see this thing that Peloton is going through right now with the Sex in the City? Yes, I did see this. So, so Mr. Big in the show dies of a heart attack while riding his Peloton, Peloton or whatever the hell it's called, bike. Right. So then uh, the stock in Peloton dropped significantly the day after the show aired. Because, uh, you know, that's not good when your exercise equipment causes you to have a heart attack. Well, and, let me tell you something about uh, exercise equipment. What yeah. I'm learning is it's not good for you. Oh, come on now. Will you stop? It's exercise you stuff. Way overrated. Uh, Peloton released a new ad featuring Sex in the City actor Chris Noth, whose character died during the Peloton session over the newer revival. The ad reminds us that cycling is actually good for you. And it won't cause you to have a heart attack. That's what you think. 50 Cent made fun of Madonna's lingerie photos. Then he apologized, but Madonna didn't accept. She called it a BS apology and said his initial marks were, quote, misogynistic, sexist, and ageist. Uh, How much older is she than him? Uh, she's, well, she's 63. Okay. And he's in his 50s. So. I don't know. There's a difference. He's never... He's never been insensitive in the past. He said, trying to do like a virgin at 63, she shot out if she don't get her old ass up. <laughs> he's not wrong. No, but I mean, you know, he's not far off. A song people want to hear. Yeah, I guess so. And a list of Christmas songs that didn't take off include Christmas Tree by Lady Gaga featuring Space Cowboy. Christmas Time is Here Again by the Beatles. I never heard that one at all. Have you? Uh, yeah, it's one of their uh, one of their songs from their their Christmas records. And don't shoot me, Santa, by the Killers. See, that's a good song. That should have been. Uh... See that that one? I don't know. Oh, see, I know that one. 
That's but funny. you don't know the Beatles? You ever heard of the, the Beatles Christmas records? Who are the Beatles, anyway? The, the band that Paul McCartney was in before Wings. Oh, is that the one that Yoko Ono broke up? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. And that's your Hollywood trash. I'm Rock 102. Oh, yeah. At Big Y, the holiday... This is View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pet food roundup underway. Donate to local animal shelters. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as a professional radio broadcaster, I have a legally binding obligation to uphold certain provisions of my employer's FCC license to lawfully operate this place. For example, I cannot just go on the air and drop profanities like I would in everyday conversation. I have to uphold certain community standards, although I've been all over this community the last two and a half decades, and most of you people swear like a bunch of drunken sailors. And yet when this little thingy is lit here in the studio, I turn off my filthy mouth and provide you with all this great PG-13 entertainment without the use of profanity to punctuate all my fascinating anecdotes and opinions. And yet, as it turns out, this is not the only occupation that frowns on the use of profanities. Yesterday, Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets was fined $25,000 for allegedly responding to the insensitive heckles and catcalls of a fan in Atlanta who did not have much of an appreciation for Durant during Friday night's game against the Hawks. According to the video that was posted on Instagram, the fan made the following exclamation in which he said, quote, Hey, Durant, stop crying. Now, had cooler heads prevailed, Kevin Durant might have been able to overlook this highly targeted statement. Perhaps he could have kept on playing and given this fella no never mind. But of course, this is Kevin Durant, who, as we might recall, was fined $25,000 a season for chucking a basketball into the stands. Also fined $50,000 for using foul language against actor Michael Rappaport in a viral fuel feud on uh, social media. This time, Kevin Durant wound up and lashed out at this fan by making the following statement. And I quote, shut your ass up. For this, Kevin Durant was fined $25,000. Of all the potentially inflammatory statements that could have been launched from Kevin Durant's filthy mouth, shut your ass up seems pretty sublime, perhaps even appropriate, and in its proper context. And yet we're treating Kevin Durant like he's a lowly professional radio broadcaster, or worse. To me, shut your ass up shows restraint and reticence. It shows class and sophistication. Meanwhile, this mouthy fan was allowed to sit in his expensive seats for the remainder of the game without fear of reprisals, and personally, I find that to be unfair. But hey, in my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I love passing a house with creative holiday lights all over the place. I don't care if it's an understatement trim on the roof line or it's like crazy town with lights on everything, trees, cars, you have it. What's your style? Holiday lights, 20% off right now with your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 612 and ACDC in Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 50. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 48. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. So uh, let me explain a couple of things that uh, would happen over the weekend. Okay. Uh, as you know, a while back, yeah. and I don't know if you've heard me complain about this at all, I injured my knee. You have a knee injury? Yeah, no, I know. I've, Gee, uh, I would have thought that uh, would have been brought up uh, like cancer cops or casinos more than once. Well, you know, for uh, for certain you know health uh, privacy yeah. uh, things, I, I have kept that very close to my chest yes, here, not very, really revealed a lot. Very quiet. Well, so there's a couple of things. Had an MRI on Saturday. A Marie. An MRI. A Marie. Uh, 6.10 in the morning on yeah. a Saturday, which I didn't even realize they did them that early. 
Six ten in the morning on a Saturday. It's what they offered me. I mean, could have gone like on uh, like Thursday night. Yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah, I don't want to go at night. But then they said, you know, but you uh, you have an appointment at six ten in the morning on uh. Saturday. Be the first one in, first one out. And I thought, you know what? So what? I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. Six o'clock is like no big whoop. Yeah. See, I like uh, I like sleeping in on a Saturday morning. Yeah. No, I do too. Yeah. Typically, but what I did was, uh, so my wife was out of town. She went up to Vermont. That's but even it, more of a reason why you should have done this on Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But I felt you know, okay. This yeah. is. Uh, I'll just uh, I'll just do it on on Saturday, and that'll be the end of it. Okay. So a couple of things have happened uh, with the knee. First of all, it's uh, it's not any better. But what's happened now is my calf, uh-huh. which is below the knee. Yeah. Okay, pay attention because this is going to get real medically complicated. That it is on all people? The yes, calf? except those that may not have uh, right. a leg because of because uh, they were on a, uh, a rowing machine and it had to be amputated <laughs> okay. because of what a bloodthirsty contraption this is. <laughs> all right. So in the last couple of days, I've been experiencing... A ridiculous amount of swelling in the calf and a lot of pain, like Uh a lot. I mean, you know, on a a one to ten scale, I'd say I need a larger scale. One of those kinds of things. Right. So it's painful. So I go in and say, listen, uh, I'm having my knee uh, taken a look at, but I'm also experiencing some problem in the calf. And they said, well, that's going to be something that we're not going to be able to do here today. You need to address that with your doctor. Okay. Okay. So I go through the MRI. No big whoop. About 20 minutes. I'm in. I'm out. It's noisy. Exactly. Exactly. That's my favorite. So then I go home and I just, you know, elevate the leg, put it on some ice. And that's, you know, what I've been doing the last month or so. Back up about a week. My wife has a, a tendency to, uh, when she buys a Christmas gift and she's really excited about it, yeah. she has a tendency to want to give it to you way, way early. Okay. And uh, you know, normally, I mean, I like you know, some surprises on Christmas, but in this case, she did the absolute right thing. She bought me a, uh, an Apple Watch, a yeah. brand new one. Okay. Now, now, trust me, I'm going somewhere with this, and okay. it is all related. All right. One of the things that the new Apple Watch allows you to do yeah. is track uh, your heart rate and to do like a like an echocardiogram on your body at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you like can your, it's like a it's like the modern day life alert. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, if you could uh, you could theoretically uh, alert someone that you've fallen and you can't get up. That's right. So uh, since I got it, uh, it says that I have, and now this has been a week now, since I've got it, it says that I am in atrial fibrillation, AFib. Oh. So I did not know this. Now, well, I don't even know what that means, but that doesn't sound good. It basically means yeah. uh, that uh, you have an irregular heartbeat. Now, okay. if it's really irregular, you know, it's a, it's like a, it's, it's like a, uh, it could be the sign of an impending stroke. Yeah. Which is bad. Yeah, that's not good. You know people who have had strokes. It's <laughs> I not, do, and it doesn't yeah, work out that well. It doesn't well. always work out great. Yeah. So uh, at first I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm using this incorrectly. Maybe uh-huh. it's maybe it's wrong. But then it's, you know, every day it's giving me these notifications that I may be an AFib. And then you can you know, you can run uh, y- y- your echocardiogram from from your fo- your Apple Watch, and uh, and that's and that's that. Well, you shouldn't be uh, you shouldn't be fibbing anyway. 
I don't like to. No, I don't Normally. like to fib at all. But uh, oh yeah, I guess I forgot something. Uh, anywho, uh, I got. Uh, so I am experiencing this and the pain in the leg. Yeah. At the at the same time. Uh huh. So. You're having a heart attack? No, not having a heart attack. Yeah. But we're wondering if the pain in the leg could be a clot. Ah. Ah. The clot. Now, you see what's... That's always nice when that sneaks up on you and it goes right to your heart and brain. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to avoid, right. see? Now, I, I know that if it's below the knee, it's probably not going to go right to the brain right, right. away. Maybe the lungs. So it's, what's the worst that could happen there? But uh, so I'm not going to take any chances. My wife comes back. She was in uh, Vermont and she says, you know what? Maybe you should just stop jerking around with this and, and maybe go to an emergency room. She's got a point. She, she had a very a good. You know what? She is much smarter than me. This is why you married. This is why I married. Mm-hmm. Her. She's much brighter than me. So I uh, go to the emergency room yeah. yesterday. Yeah. We go to a, we go to wing in uh, in Palmer. Because okay, go ahead. No, I'm going to tell you the 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 rationale behind it is actually yeah. pretty is actually pretty smart because right now, emergency rooms are being loaded with COVID patients. Right. And the wait times at a lot of emergency rooms for everything not related to COVID uh-huh. is hours at a time. Now I know for a fact because I have a couple of people who have gone through Wing. They said it's not as busy as it gets. You're more likely to be seen quickly. Mm-hmm. At a wing or at a smaller hospital than if you went to the larger ones. It's not like you wouldn't go, you wouldn't get good care in in any of these places. You, but you should have went. You should have went to Noble Hospital. Oh no, I'm sorry. You wanted to live, right? Okay. Exactly. So I went to Wing, and I got seen within 20 minutes, which I think is fantastic. Right? Uh huh. That's that's you know that's like almost being. That's almost like walking in the door, filling out the paperwork on the on the clipboard, and then handing it in, and boom, you're being seen. No, they got nothing. They got not a lot, whole lot going on out there. No, there were other. There were plenty of other people, but they were they were moving people in and out pretty damn quickly. And mm-hmm. no, nobody who was in there was suffering from like uh, you know like you know important hemorrhaging or anything like that. Right. So I uh, I go. I got a uh, I got a ch- I got a chest X ray right away. Make sure my heart is uh, is going o- is going okay. Then they uh, then they do an ultrasound on my groin all the way down to my knee. All right. Oh yeah, yes. that's where what we're I'm going. talking about, uh-huh. right? And then uh, they also hook me up to an EKG, and sure as I am lying there in a hospital bed, uh-huh. I'm going through AFib. Now, not high numbers, but you know, low. Yeah. AFib, you know, irregular heartbeat. So, am I in any immediate danger? No, but could there be? Sure, but uh-huh. so I so I'm there for you know a couple of hours, you know, under observation, you know, making sure that I'm not uh, spiking or or having problems. My yeah. blood pressure was doing pretty good, you know, that the, the numbers I was getting were right. uh, were just fine. But then, uh, so the next thing is they're going to change some of the medication that I was already taking, uh-huh. adding more. And then uh, taking a baby aspirin like uh, I would when I was five. Ah, yeah, chewable one. Chewable ones, which they're delicious. Yeah, they are. They're like uh, they're like little uh, sweet they're tums. Like, yeah, they're like sweet, <laughs> not sweet yeah. tarts, sweet tums. Sweet tums, yeah. So I uh, I'm there for a couple hours. Uh huh. And then I'm finally allowed to to go with the idea that today I'm going to have a more extensive ultrasound. Yeah. On my leg. 
because you know, what they do in the uh, in the emergency room is they basically have a portable one that uh, that comes around and they can you know look at they can look at things from like a like a rudimentary perspective but but with a with the actual full blown ultrasound they'll be able to be able to get below the knee to see what's really in there yeah you got to get down in you got to find out what's right going which on. means they're going to be pushing really hard on it and <laughs> trust me uh, my wife said, "Let me, let me, uh, let me try to massage it a little bit." And last night, she just had to touch it, and I was like, now, "You need to stop that." Is this all? So, is this all from the knee injury, or is the knee injury the thing that told you, "Hey, you got some issues with your heart, and uh, this is what we're doing here"? Because I, sometimes people get injuries. It's it's either that. Or it's telling me two different things. I think it's telling me two different things. One, I got a family history of AFib. Okay. All right. So, and I didn't realize that until it was my right. turn now. It's clearly my turn. So now I'm looking at what I have to do for that. Yeah. The second part about it is if this is the, if the calf is, is what we think it is, it's probably more a pulled muscle, but they're going to take a look and see yeah. what it is. Either way, the doctor suspects that is a part of the of the knee injury. Yeah, but that the Apple Watch is the thing that that triggered looking yeah. into the AFib. See, you know what? You're, you're probably lucky that you had the knee injury because actually you may not have done any of this stuff without the, having the injured knee. I would say that what I'm really uh, lucky to have gotten yeah. was the Apple Watch because that yeah, well. was a thing that said, and even the doctors were kind of fascinated by. You know, being able to look at the app on the phone and, and see the readouts of what yeah. was coming up and said, this is really awesome. It may not be like 100% where it needs to be, but had you not seen this, you wouldn't have come in to look at AFib. You'd be, look, you'd be coming in looking because your leg is sore. So it's, I mean, in, in a way, um, I thank God I had the, uh, the Apple Watch because I would have n- no clue that you know, the AFib was going on at all. Excuse me, I'm just uh, I'm ordering mugs and T-shirts here. Is it, you think Steve Nagel in the morning or Nagel in the morning would sound like a good show? Well, I don't know, uh, Steve. We're, uh, it's a little <laughs> premature to start well, thinking that way. Well, I'm just thinking uh, between you and the other guy. Yeah, uh, no, I get uh, you. But if you want to start dancing to my grave now, it's a little bit early to be doing that. It's not dancing on the grave, Bax. It's preparing. <laughs> we don't, we, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, Oh, we're just running best of for the next two months. <laughs> I don't have enough best of bits to do that. We're going to have to start creating our own. Well, content. you're going to have to start bringing your A game to the building. My first guest, Jack Hanna. <laughs> <laughs> two Hannibal acts in one show. And Dave Ratner. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what is this? Amateur yeah, hour? It was amateur hour. Well, I hope everything works out for you. Uh, I hope so, too, because uh, the last yeah. thing I want to be is uh, like gravely ill. Yeah, don't die because, uh, you know, that's. Uh, well, that's the. That's ult- going to put a dent in uh, the employment process here. Yeah, well, that's ultimately my goal is to not die. Right. That's, right. that's the first and foremost thing in my mind is to not have any of that going on. Nevertheless, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, later today. Well, good luck to you, sir. And I'm supposed to be still getting results of the MRI. I don't even have that yet. Well, I mean, the, this could potentially uh, keep you from going to the Christmas party on Friday. Oh, no. No, it won't. <laughs> Wild horses couldn't how keep many, me away from that. How many times a year do we get all dressed up and go to a Chipotle? 
Huh? No. How many times? I know. Almost never. Yeah, well. And now's our chance. Good luck to you. It's 625 and Rock 102. Booyah! Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. That was probably the best joke of the week. I think that aphid is going to your head. <laughs> I'm trying to do a lot of things here right now. It's uh, going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 50. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 48. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. All right, so Scott Cohen will be joining us after uh, 8 o'clock this morning. Yeah. And actually very excited about this uh, tomorrow. We'll be talking to the vulgar chef in the studio tomorrow. Yeah. That's, that's long overdue. Long overdue. And then we have uh, on uh, Wednesday, uh, comedian Steve Veccarelli, who's a local guy. Okay. And uh, him and I are doing a show on Thursday night. Oh, no kidding. It's sold out, but he's got other things coming up. Uh, so okay. he's, uh, he's busy. You so know? you're not really plugging your show for Thursday. Not really plugging the show for Thursday, but uh, he's a very funny guy, and he should be in the studio with us on Wednesday morning. Fantastic. All right. Hey, let's laugh, man. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Well, here's something weird. Yes. This guy goes to uh, a doctor because he's got uh, some serious pain in his leg, right? Yeah. And then the doctor says to him, I hate to tell you this, but you have the biggest... Uh, blood clot that I have ever seen, right? <laughs> yes. And the guy's like, wow. And the guy goes, and the doctor says, well, the Guinness Book of World Record people are coming over to take a look at it. And the guy goes, wow. And the doctor says, just don't let it go to your head. Ah! Because <laughs> if it went to his head, <laughs> everybody he loves a clot die. <laughs> Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. It's 6.30, almost 6.33. We're back on O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. At NoonanEnergy.com, here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Dozens of people in five states have been killed by tornadoes that leveled entire communities on Friday night, but the toll at a Kentucky candle factory is not as devastating as initially feared. Officials initially said only 40 of its 110 workers at Mayfield Consumer Products had been rescued. But spokesman Bob Ferguson now says eight people are confirmed dead, eight are missing, and more than 90 people have been located. Still, the governor expects the statewide toll to reach at least 50, and at least 14 people are dead in four other states, Illinois, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Missouri. This thing was awful. I saw that. 200 miles this thing traveled. Yeah. One tornado. 200 miles. Yeah, you know, we thought ours uh, was pretty bad. This 50 is 50 miles. Yeah, this is this is worse. Yeah. Uh I I just I couldn't believe and and you know, you're listening to the governor of Kentucky yesterday and he's like I have towns that are gone. Towns. You think about it, you know, even small little towns like up in the hills here or even, you know, uh, uh you know, what's uh, outside of months at like Brimfield and things mm-hmm. like that you got you got these small little towns that only have like you know one a, a, a courthouse not a courthouse but a town hall and something else right it's gone these things are gone yeah, there's the, no more towns left the other thing that's also true i mean one the storm is enormous but yeah. you, you also have the topography of that of that area which is primarily very, very flat. Yeah. You know, it's not like mountains and hills are in the way to 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 to, to slow it down. It's you know once, and that's why you see you know tornadoes all the time in the Midwest, and they're they're oftentimes very destructive. 
because they they there's nothing to get in their way, and they just build momentum until they just eventually, you know, fizzle out. I don't think anybody expected anything like this. Though. No, that's uh, no. This that's is this is something different. Crazy. Uh, at least, uh, or I'm sorry, Springfield Fire Department did everything they could to do extinguish a second alarm f- uh, fire in Springfield early this morning. At around 5 a.m., uh, Springfield Fire Department released the statement that all companies were on the scene of a second alarm fire at 242 Fort Pleasant Avenue in Springfield. According to the fire commissioner, B.J. Calvi, the call for the fire came in around 420. Ooh, 420. The uh, fire has been extinguished. The second floor, right side apartment, uh, sustained the most damage. No injuries were reported. The building has been deemed uninhabitable, leaving at least seven people without a home at this time. That's the one, uh, Fort Pleasant Avenue. That's right down the street here, isn't it? Fort Pleasant Avenue would be off of Sumner. Yeah. And would take you down to, oh, God, what is it? Um, not Lee. Not Lee yeah, Street, but what, but 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 down heading towards uh, towards downtown, down the hill. All right. So when I come up, when I come here, I get off at uh, I believe it's exit three off of ninety one, mm-hmm. and then I go up Long Hill for a second. Okay, yeah. And then I turn on to Edgeland Street, so I missed the whole thing. I missed that whole thing, but I did see all the lights and everything coming yeah. in here. Damn. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know that particular uh, building, but. Yeah, it's uh, that's brutal. I think it's time for us to start doing, and just twelve days before Christmas. Yeah, I think you could start doing that. Yeah, I think you can start doing that any time of year. It's just three hundred and sixty-four <laughs> days until Christmas, and that's the tragedy of it. The Ware Police, Ware Police, Ware Police was uh, called to a reported robbery at the Big Y parking lot on West Street and Ware on Friday morning. According uh, to a news release from the Ware Police Department, the uh, incident happened around 10.27 a.m. Officers were advised that the suspect possibly possessed a gun at the time of the incident. Bystanders tried to apprehend the suspect, but the suspect was able to get away. Local law enforcement says that a foot pursuit ensued behind the woods of the Brookside Market in Ware. Police were able to capture the suspect who was hiding behind blue tarp and furniture at the old Knights of Columbus on West Main Street. Oh, well, there you go. That's the place to be. The old Knights of Columbus. It's always a good place to yeah. hide. The uh, suspect was later identified as 36-year-old Dominic DeMatti. Jiggity-jing. It's Dominic DeMatti. <laughs> <laughs> Who was transported to Belchertown District Court for arraignment and charged with uh, armed robbery of a person over 60, two counts of assault and battery, yada, yada, yada. Police said that the victim of the accident was able to recover all of her stolen property and did not need to receive any medical treatment. Additionally, police were able to determine <laughs> that a handgun was not used by the suspect. Now, they do were... you think Dominic gets that all the time? He must. He must. He must get that from time yeah. to time. Even when he's getting his mugshot taken. Hey, Dominic. Dominic <laughs> DeMonte. <laughs> you know, he, he does look like he would play a good donkey, too. Well, in this case, I think he would be. He's got that uh, that scruffy facial hair and the, the you know, uh, yeah, kind of like his mane had just been done up, <laughs> you know? Like he had just been reshoed. Yeah. We just put new shoes on him. <laughs> this one comes with an ankle device. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rice's Fruit Farm 
last month brought 82 undeveloped acres that had once been part of the Bennett Turkey Farm for $457,000. Wow. Damn. I'll tell you what. That's according to papers filed November 16th at the Hamden uh, County Registry of Deeds. The address at uh, 186 Tinkham, 186 V Tinkham Road. Is that a misprint or is that just a... Uh, I don't know what the V stands for. The V is the town's designation for vacant land. How about ah, that, huh? There you go. See? Yes. I didn't want to make sure you knew or not. I didn't know. The property also touches Main Street, Bulls Road, and Munson Road, according to town tax records. Rice Farm uh, Fruit Farm owner Anthony Maloney says he has no firm plans to announce for the property. He says he might uh, have uh, more to say in six months or so. You know what, uh, they're, what they're doing? There's another apple orchard up there in Wilbraham, and I can't remember the name of it offhand. Uh, it's right near Rice's, and it's across the yeah. street, and you go up the hill. A lot of these places are really doing things to turn uh, entertainment around. Let me tell you something, because I don't live that far away from yeah. Rice's, and uh, you know whether I have an itch for like a like right. a pie, that's where I go. You know, because you know there's nothing wrong with the, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, you know, wanting pie. That's that to me that that soothes my, that smooths things out for me. But you go. Pass there on a Saturday or a Sunday, it's yeah. bananas. Yeah. how many people are at Rice's? It's crazy, and they got. Uh, I haven't been into the. Uh, I can't. I think the last time I was in the Rice's like area, yeah, was probably twenty years ago. Well, let at, me just explain more. Let me just explain. Uh, when you walk into the door, yeah, the pies are immediately to your right. Okay, so again. 20 years ago, it wasn't as elaborate as it is today. Like and that, and the ice showroom. cream, the ice cream is is towards the back okay. of the building. Yeah. So they got uh, quite a bit, and you can go in there and have a cup of coffee and all that stuff, right? Isn't that uh, yes? That's to the, that is to the left of the register. Right. But uh, what I'm what I'm saying is like these are kind of these are like COVID friendly places because yeah. a lot of them are outdoors. Yep. Especially in the spring, in the summer, in the fall, when mm-hmm. you can have these concerts outside, and that that apple orchard, and I wish I could remember the damn name of it. Uh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I don't remember the name either. It's but... right across the street from Rice's. It's up on the hill. Somebody's yeah. texting me now. It's probably Fern Valley Farm. That's what it's called. And is that even still in operation? I don't think the farm itself is in operation. Right. But the apple orchard is because you can go pick up apples up there. You can do apple picking. You just happen to be trespassing. And then they had, like, uh, we went in September to see uh, my friends, the the Kings. The Kings. Yeah. Yeah. They play there a lot. and uh, That's they, the one with Ray Davies and his brother, right? No, no, no. Different Kings. Different Kings. Uh, but but anyway, this is, it was like, it was just cool. Yeah. You, you bring your own chairs. Uh, we had a pop-up tent that we were a part of. Like oh, that's Somebody cool. had brought up a pop-up tent. But you can do that. That's the cool thing about it. If you had a... You wanted to bring your own shade. They've they've turned Rice's into a neighborhood yeah. produce store, which yeah. it used to be many many years ago. Right, and and turned it into like a a, a center attraction in Wilbraham. That's what I'm saying, it's, and it's, it's awesome. I think it's pretty cool that they're doing these things with these. You know, you're repurposing these mm-hmm. old, these old this old land and everything like right. that. Especially if you're not using it, you might as well use it as an entertainment venue. But again, when you go through the door to the right, are the pies, and they've got everything from uh, you get your blueberry pies, your apple pies, cherry pies, chocolate cream pie, that uh, that fruit of the forest pie, which is like a bunch of different fruits inside the pie, and then there's other pies too, and other bakeries too, and those muffin tops behind all that. Oh man, that's good stuff. They have muffin tops? Yeah, that's the truth. Well, what do they do with the bottoms? 
You don't even want to know. I do want to know. What like, do they do with the... Uh, you mean the stumps? Well, they give them to the homeless. The homeless? You know, they're people, too. <laughs> they eat the tops. They don't just eat the stumps. <laughs> the st- there's nothing wrong with the stumps. Uh, mistakes during the selection process for cannabis companies in Springfield included... Erin... Er- is it Erinus? Erinus or Erroneous? Erroneous. Erroneous. No, that sounds like uh, macaroni. Like erroneous and cheese? Included erroneous scores that affected the ranking of some applicants, the city's internal auditor found. Uh, there were two errors in tallying the scores of applicants during uh, phase two, resulting in an er- er- how do you say it, Aaron? Erroneous. Erroneous uh, score for the applicant who potentially would have been awarded a host community agreement for cannabis sales had it not been for the erroneous score, wrote author Young No. Uh, most of the errors did not affect the applicant's ranking. The audit does not specifically uh, does not specify which cannabis companies were affected. I, this whole idea to even get a cannabis license, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. You have to have money. You have to have lots of money. You know, these companies like the these Nettas and these Inses and all that stuff yeah. have huge financial backings. Well, that's why when but you... But that's like you and I wouldn't be able to just, hey, uh, you know... You and I would be able to open up a liquor store. Well, no. And that's why, if you've noticed any of the applicants, especially here in Springfield, mm-hmm. it's usually a collection of, like, 10, 12 people. <laughs> it's usually, like, a bunch of people involved in the license. Yeah. And the application process. I think it's I think it's the only way you could do it. I don't think, like, a single individual, unless they were low, I, dead, I, I just, I, could do it. I just find the scrutiny on cannabis to be over the top. It's over the it's it's over the top, but you're talking about a product that had been previously in a prohibition, and still not federally accepted. So it's you know I I don't agree with it with like like you're saying, but I'm not yeah. terribly surprised that there are still people operating as if there's a uh, stigma to cannabis when you know really that that stigma has been chipped away substantially in the last five years speaking of cannabis uh do you uh what was i gonna say oh remember i was telling you the story last week about supposedly these two kids that were at a bay state er that overdosed on uh marijuana that was laced with fentanyl yeah yeah that wasn't true it's an old wives tale somebody somebody finally somebody finally went and asked as opposed to just ripping and reading this stuff off of facebook Somebody finally went and asked Bay State, and Bay State said, mm, yeah, that didn't happen here. I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. Go figure. It was a lie. It's almost like you don't even know who to believe anymore. Well, whom, whom can you believe? Whom can you trust, Bax? You can't trust anybody I don't. I'm, I'm at the point where I trust nobody. That's, uh, that's you know, the, the idea that you're saying that uh, these two kids— Two kids overdosed on marijuana with fentanyl before school at, at the Bay State Emergency Room. To which Bay State goes, yeah, that's not yeah, us. no, no, that's, that's not, not us. That's that's someplace else. Are they saying that because it's literally a lie, or are they saying that because of uh, medical privacy? They're saying that because it's literally a lie. It didn't even happen. Okay. You can say things like that. You just can't say. You just can't give any personal information away from. For somebody. Yeah, but you know what? That's that's the stuff that people want to know about. I want to know about names and addresses. Yes, I want to know uh, the last way. Have you ever tested positive for anything? Oh, you have? Oh. Do you mind if we publicize your address? Yeah, please. Let us put your name down and your social security number. And then go ask the guys at Rock 102 what John <laughs> O'Brien's medical history is like. 
Because that's everyone's don't tell, up. Don't tell you everything. Because that's everyone's right to know. Last Monday, three thieves broke into a business in Altamonte Springs, Florida, just outside of Orlando, and stole $13,000 worth of wigs. Of wigs? It was a shop called Sassy Sisters Boutique, and the owners say the thieves smashed the front door, ransacked the place, and got away with 34 wigs. They say they also stole a cash register, but apparently they couldn't access anything inside because it was later found nearby and no cash was taken. I don't know how you get into this thing, man. What's the uh, what's the whole uh, deal with the wigs? Is there a uh, plan? There must be a black market on wigs. I guess. Well, wigs are quite expensive. You know, They're especially the good ones. I remember uh, the uh, the Cancer House of Hope has a has a person that comes in and does wigs for people who are going through chemo treatments. Right. And they're free. They're offered free. You have. I mean, you have to go through a certain qualification thing sure. in order to get one of these things. But the services are free, and and they don't charge the person uh, to get get the wig, but they're hella expensive. You know, I a uh, good wig is very expensive. You don't have to tell me. Many years ago, I was preparing for a tailgate party, for a football game. This is oh, yeah. this goes back uh, quite a few years, and I wanted to get my hands on a beautiful uh, Afro style wig. Uh, with multiple colors, almost like the rainbow. Oh, very nice. And yeah. this was a beautiful wig. I don't know if it was real hair. Uh, it's, it was not a natural color, I could tell you that. But then after uh, looking at the price and doing a little comparison shopping, I then felt that it was not financially viable for me to get that wig. Yeah, I had to pass up on the opportunity to really stand out at this tailgate party. Instead, I just got drunk and puked all over the place. Man, that sounds like a great time, man. It was. That that was a lot more cost effective. The wig would have been too much. I uh I don't believe in wigs. I'd rather have the Lex Luthor look. Steve, I think people would look at you different if, if had you a had a full head of luxurious hair. Well, you, because you don't know me with hair. You've never known but I've me seen, with I've hair. I've seen pictures of you in your youth. Yeah, and it looks weird, doesn't it? It looks totally bizarre. I, I, I started because, losing my hair when I was 23 years old. And it's, it didn't stop, and I and by the time I was 25, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to shave this whole thing off because it's not even worth it. It's not worth getting that sex offender ring right, growing in on the top. Right. You know, where it doesn't grow up here, but it grows out on the side? Sure. And then you're like, Elaine, you look scrumptious. You know. Yeah, but I think uh, you're the kind of guy, because of your physical size, because yeah. you're a tall fella and smart as a whip, uh, that you, know, you were meant to be. Bald like you are. You're bald, Steve, and I think it looks terrific on you. You you can just say tall. Everybody knows I'm not smart as a whip. Steve, you couldn't do what you do. And if you asked me to define what that is, I couldn't tell you. But I, you couldn't do what you do if you didn't have at least five good working brain cells in that coconut of yours. I don't even know what a whip is. How about that? How about that? Anyway, the thieves were caught on camera, and they appeared to be masked men. It's unclear if they were actually after the wigs or if they had another motive. They're still on the run, and police don't have any suspects yet. And with all the wigs, they have a built-in disguise. So, you know. Be on the lookout. Yeah. If you see somebody in uh, in curls <laughs> wearing one of them bandit masks. Yeah, there you go. Might, that might be the dead giveaway. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 50. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 48. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. If New England's starting...
Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock. It's 656 and the Beatles in Rock 102. It is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 50. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 48. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us in just a matter of minutes. I'm pretty sure we'll be talking quite a lot about football. Oh, probably football. Yeah, quite a lot of it. Uh, Masuki Yumura. You know who that is? I don't. He's a Japanese home computer game pioneer whose uh, Nintendo console sold millions of units worldwide, has died at the age of 78. No kidding. Yeah, and it sounded just like this. What a cheap joke, huh? <laughs> but cheap, wh- cheap humor, but uh, very but worth, funny. Worth getting at, though, Steve. I, uh, I, I missed the Nintendo. I, I hooked it up last year, the Nintendo, the old Nintendo. Oh, did you? And I was uh, playing all kinds of... Playing all kinds of games. I I I had uh, Donkey Kong uh, on my Atari for a little while. That was like one of the last games I bought before yeah. I retired the entire thing. Oh, is that yeah? Uh, that was the last thing you played. I think that was the last of it. And then at that point, I said, you know, what? it's time to move on to something more sophisticated, like girls. I played. Uh, oh yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah I didn't. Uh, I played uh, well into my thirties <laughs> before I paid attention to them. <laughs> Or actually, they paid attention to me. If somebody paid attention to me, then I wouldn't be playing. No, you would have to be playing the video games. But uh, Rad Racer, remember Rad Racer? Yeah, you could change like, like the uh, it went from day to night. And then you were driving through like San Francisco. Yes, and, I do uh, remember that. All these different towns and mm-hmm. deserts and stuff. That was a cool game. That was man. a good game. Was that a uh, was that an arcade game for a while? It too? was. It was originally an arcade game. That's, and it turned that's into, the one I remember. Into the uh, the NES. Pretty neat, though. That's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I uh, it was nice to kind of revisit that. And I want that thing, but it's over with now. Which it was, thing? It was the Nintendo Entertainment. It's a smaller version of the Nintendo. Oh, yeah, we got one. You got one. We did. But you didn't pay $250 for it, did you? No, we yeah. paid a lot less for so it. So they, they only made them for a limited amount of time. And you can buy them now, but they're three times the price as what they were selling for originally. Yeah. They were originally selling for $59.95, and now they're $250. I think uh, Street Fighter was the only game that was actually kind of fun on the one that we got. Well, it had the original Mario and everything on there, didn't uh, it? No, the version that I got did not have that. Did you I, get, okay, did you get the, there's like the Chinese version. Which is what we got. So, okay, because those are still on sale, but they don't have the original games no. that you'd want to play. There's the, uh, what was the box, there was some boxing game in it, which was kind of, I forgot the name of it. And uh, a couple others that I remember from you know years uh, you know years it, early in the uh, arcade. So it wasn't the most popular games though. No. On the NES. You see, I don't want that. I don't want that one. I want the one that's got the games that you, you want to play. Yeah, with the uh, the stuff like that on it. Yeah, right, right. Who knows? I don't know. I, I maybe I'll maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. It's seven o'clock. Scott Cohen coming up next to Rock 102. Roll. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pet food roundup underway. Donate to local animal shelters. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, at the NFL regular season, we're to end right this very moment, right today, which I should point out, it is not. And the New England Patriots would not only win their division, you could make a very strong case that they would also grab home field advantage as well. Now, how is this possible? Well, it's all about the math. And as you know, I'm all about the math too. 
So let's see if I can try to explain what's going on here with the Patriots so we can all be on the same page heading into the final four games of the regular season. Now, as you know, the Patriots are coming off their bye week where they played nobody. And on Saturday, yes, Saturday, they'll play the Colts. The Colts are coming off the bye as well, but with a record of 7-6, and six, they're two games behind the Titans in the South, who lost to the Patriots, giving the Patriots the edge in a tiebreaker. But what about the Chiefs? They lead the AFC West. The Patriots have a better record in the conference, which puts them ahead of the Chiefs in a tiebreaker as well. You also have that sinking ship known as the Buffalo Bills, who lost to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in overtime yesterday. So the so by the time the Patriots play them the day after Christmas, the outcome won't really mean all that much. And once you get past that game, the Patriots are looking at Jacksonville and Miami. And while you never want to underestimate anybody in the NFL, they're still Jacksonville and they're still Miami. In other words, since Tom Brady just gave the Patriots a must-needed win while playing for another team, the Patriots are totally in the driver's seat moving forward. Now you might wonder, what happens if the Patriots lose on Saturday to the Colts? And the quick answer would be, I don't know. I just spent 45 minutes trying to figure out what happens if they do. Now I have to go back and figure out a whole new set of mathematical probabilities, which probably won't change the outcome no matter what, based on a very complicated set of variables. And oh my God, look at the time. I guess I'll just have to wait until next week to see if I can figure it out all over again. But hey, and if I'm my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware, Stanley Leverlock Tape Measure, five bucks, a DeWalt Flex Torque Power Bit Set, five bucks. It's a five buck tool sale going on at Rockies, a Stanley six inch plier set, five bucks, a utility knife, five bucks. Great stocking stuffers, the five buck tool sale going on now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. It's 7 Eleven. With Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 50 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 48. It's 36 in downtown Springfield. Uh, what do you think of about Scott and Nagel in the morning? What do you think of that? Uh, sound, sound good? Scott or, and Steve. Steve uh, and Scott's Cole, got a kind of a Nagel, ring to it. Nagel, Nagel and Cohen. Well, Cohen and let's, uh, let's not get too far ahead of things. You know, let's Why? Not... Is there something going on? Yeah. <laughs> You, you want to tell that story? You, you know, I don't you want really to tell wanna, that story again. I don't really want to have to tell it again. I'm not but telling for those a just fib. tuning in. <laughs> I'm not telling a fib if you know what I'm saying. Oh, Dude, you really? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I, I heard. You, I heard. I, I listened on the stream on the way in, and um, yeah, you know, you're for for those who don't know, you're a little uh, you you cheated on the Christmas gift and got it early, <laughs> and it saved your life. Uh, maybe. It certainly gave me a little heads up That's that something's going on. That's crazy, Bax. Yeah, for those that didn't uh, didn't hear, my, my wife gave me an Apple Watch for Christmas and was like so excited about it, she gave, me, gave it to me almost 15 days early. Sure. And uh, as it turns out, uh, you know, it tracks your heart, uh, your heart rate and everything else, and uh, apparently, I was uh, afibbing all over the place. God, that's crazy. And so, between that and my uh, my leg, uh, which we were concerned, you know, maybe there's a clot. So we went to to wing in the emergency room, and a couple hours later, I'm uh, I've got more things to do. I got a lot to, some more testing to take care of, and some medicinal adjust- adjustments. But had I not had this, I would never have known I had uh, AFib. No about, idea at all. How about the Nagel crew? That sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely Nagel, right. Na- Nagel and company. Yeah. yeah. 
So the, uh, the wacky 102 zoo with Steve Nagel in the morning. Oh, uh, that's what yeah, we need. Yeah, that's that's what everybody's well, hoping for. You know, I mean, so obviously the Apple Watch has now jumped to the top of everybody's Christmas list. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, at at first I was thinking, well, do I really need an Apple Watch? Uh, I'm apparently extraordinarily glad apparently I got. Apparently you do. It. And you know what really is kind of catching me by surprise about all this is, I mean, a, a man of uh, in tip-top physical condition like you, yes. how does something like this even even happen? It's it's a wonder. It's a wonder. It? It's, no. a, it's one of life's eternal mysteries. I don't get it. I know. I but, don't get well, it. there's some family history of it, and you know, so it, it, it was uh, probably written in the in the stars that yeah, eventually it would, it would be my turn. You're really lucky. Yeah. But, yeah, but um, who would have thought it would happen at the uh, tender age of 62, you know? Well, it hasn't yet. It happened oh, at the tender right. age of 55. Yeah. Ooh, but yeah. un, uh, under normal circumstances, you'd never know because, let's face it, I'm a sexy bitch otherwise. Right, you are, so, yeah. You I'm are a, a fine physical specimen. You're damn right about that. Anything about the size, uh, 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 Scott, it's it's really about the uh, the tune that it plays. Okay. That's what I say. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more, Bax. Let's talk about uh, the Patriots here for a second. Sure. I'm looking at uh, some, of the, uh, some of the statistics of what's going on right now. If you take into account the Patriots' uh, conference schedule, and what still has yet to come in the next four weeks? The Patriots are in the driver's seat to not only take that division, but to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs with uh, with all the tiebreakers. Like they've got the best conference record, other than you know, Tennessee and Buffalo. Yep. And then uh, there's just there's just no getting around it. Right now, they are completely in control of their destiny. Yeah, and uh, they can thank Buffalo for that yes- yesterday, who uh, was laying an egg against Tampa Bay, and then and then had that big second half rally. But more on that in a minute. Yeah, they're in they're in great shape. Um, you know, they cut they came off that big win last week. But the, here's the thing, man, and I you know, and I'm I'm all I'm a glass half full guy uh, overall. Sure, dude. It, it, they're playing Saturday night against Indianapolis, which is great because it's like being the Monday night game. They get all the attention on Saturday. Everybody right. will be watching it. And you know what? Listen, it could it, it could all come crumbling down on Saturday night. Uh, they're playing on the road. Indianapolis mm-hmm. is very good. They're, they've won, what, seven in a row? Yep. So they're, something bad is, is due to happen. But, but regardless... They've they've got some wiggle room because they're seven and one in the conference, and and aside from your overall record, that's the next tiebreaker, and they're they're sitting pretty. So that's what I was going to say. Even if they lose to Indianapolis, they've got Buffalo, and the uh, you know the day after Christmas, the wheels are coming off of that team and badly. I mean, no they doubt. not only lost another game, uh, you know, to to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh, Josh Allen uh, hurt. is hurt and, hurt and has a lower leg injury. They'll have you know, more answers today, a lot more tests uh, coming up later hopefully, on this morning for that guy. Hopefully he's got his Apple Watch uh, for Christmas. Well, I don't, I don't know if you need an <laughs> Apple Watch to know that your leg hurts and that he has to be wearing a boot. Uh, to, I can't imagine he may be available uh, next week, but you, you never know. You never know. You and, know. Then, and then you also have, after that, Jacksonville and Miami. Yep. And I know you don't want to ever take anyone too lightly, but it's still Jacksonville and Miami. It those is. those are two games the Patriots should absolutely not lose. Nope. So you know, in a very real sense, if they lose against Indianapolis, it's okay. It's okay. It's really okay. Yep. 
So I think um, watching Buffalo yesterday, I mean, but so here's the thing about about uh, Buffalo. That that city, that team, the franchise, they spent all of those years looking up at the Patriots and Tom Brady. Brady leaves. Um, the Patriots totally underperformed last year. They have a rookie quarterback. Buffalo, uh, a team on the move, on the way up. They've got one of the best quarterbacks in the whole league. It's their, it's their time. Last week against New England and yesterday against Tampa Bay, it shows – Buffalo is a hollow shell of itself. That's a team going nowhere. And the contrast between the Patriots and Buffalo Bills, Buffalo is a one-man team. That Their poor quarterback just got chased all over the place yesterday. Yeah. They've got no defense, no running game. I mean, that, that poor bastard had a great game passing, ran for over 100 yards. He was a one-man gang. And that in itself just showed how it, – it showed to me how well-balanced – New England is and what a good team they are. They they do just enough uh, in the passing game. They've got a great running game. The defense is great. They have the coach. They're special teams. It They're balanced, man, and that's why they won seven straight games. So to me, when I look at, at Buffalo, when you look at their reaction post-game last week, ah. and you, you, you see the reaction of their head coach talking about how, well, yeah, 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 Bill Belichick's okay, but I wouldn't put this in his hands. You watch that. There's a maturity gap between these two teams. Totally. And to me, totally. it may not be about talent because Buffalo is a very talented team. But they don't have the maturity nope. that uh, that the the Patriots do. And you could say, well, how, how can you say that? they got a rookie quarterback. A mature team does what it can, does and, what it can to, to make sure that that rookie quarterback is protected. And in, He's got time to make plays. Yep. The plays are well executed and thought out by everybody doing their job. That's a mature team. Buffalo has now stiffed. What is that, like three losses in a row mm-hmm. for them? And not just losses in a row, painful, painful losses, losses, including to Tom Brady. I, you know, To me, Buffalo is, is not – You know, I, I thought after losing last week – that they would be ready to, to be you know guns blazing by by the next time they meet the Patriots and yep. right now I'm just thinking I don't think they got it in them no, I just but, don't think they're that team no and what you said earlier about you know what the Patriots it's not even so much what the Patriots um uh you know uh, can do it's that they're smart enough <clears throat> excuse me smart enough to know what they can't do that's that's been the biggest thing with Mac Jones is they have they they have not asked him to do more than he's capable of doing and they you know three he certainly didn't do that last week three three passes last <laughs> week but I mean no I mean that you know that in itself it shows how well balanced they are and it, it it does again show the contrast in the bills where they're asking Josh Allen to do everything and and one guy can't do everything I I uh, I, I watch this stuff and uh, I think to myself you know here we are the beginning of the season Nobody had Nobody. any clue that Nobody. the Patriots were going to be this powerful nope. heading towards the end of this. I think people just assume that you know you got a rookie quarterback and a bunch of guys that have never played together. It's just going to be more of the same from last year. And it's it's simply not true. Now, you look at a team like Jacksonville. Now there's a team that's absolutely you know in the crapper. Did crapper. You see, you see the story about Urban Meyer? Yeah. So Urban Meyer, the, the latest story about Urban Meyer. Never mind, you know him, you know, <laughs> pawn coeds in a bar. Apparently, he's had, such a putz. Apparently, uh, is now walking back these reports that said that he was calling his own assistant coaches losers. Yep. Now <laughs> I don't know 
of a single head coach in the last 30 years that has done more damage to his own coaches than that very moment, if in fact that's true. Of course it's true. Of he course did, it is. He did that. He's he's arguing with veteran players on uh, on his own roster. You know, it's like one of those things like, and, and and I have got no sympathy sympathy for the guy. Not enough bad things can happen to Urban Meyer. You know, there there are. <clears throat> it's sometimes when you see really really good college players, they just wash out in the NFL. Right. There's such a thing as being, you know, a really good college player, and you just don't have what it take, takes to perform in the NFL. Dude, it's the same thing with this guy. He's a great college football coach. He knows he is ill-prepared to take that next step happened to him before and it's happening again it, he's got he just has to hang it he's going to get his ass fired at the end of the year anyway so i, I don't even know why we're talking but about you know this. the dane but the danger of a guy like that is you know you yes you establish yourself as one of the all-time great college coaches but then a situation like this where it shows how unprepared you are to handle the next step, completely unprepared going back to college Every college in America is going to look at that guy and say, well, it's just, you know, a, a flimsy house of cards with that guy. Would we ever take a chance on an on a Urban Meyer? Somebody will. Somebody will, but it may not be one of the top-tier teams nope. you know, that he, he deserves. And yeah. so, not or he deserves it, but that you would expect uh, that Urban Meyer could, could get. He's not going to be the next head coach of Notre Dame. He's I mean, not. He's just not going to be that guy. No, nope. he's, he's going to – well, you know what, though? He's got a big – he's made – he's already made uh, – gobs and gobs of money in college he's got this big nfl contract that they're going to have to honor he's got a big pot mattress of money to fall back on we're not going to have to hold any benefits for urban meyer yeah uh so listen before we start printing the um uh the super bowl tickets for the patriots and winning the (laughs) afc and all of those things um i know that a lot of people watched the kansas city game yesterday because it was uh, televised nationally right they're back they're back yeah um I don't, you know, you have you'd have a tough time sitting there and arguing who might be the, you know, the best team in even in the AFC right now despite everybody's record. So, we got there's a little there's a ways between here and there. Absolutely. Well, you you had to expect with that team they were going to they were going to pull it together sooner or point. later. Yep. Yeah. They got All right. It. Yep. So, there you go. So, there you go. Next week? Next week. Fantastic. Hey, Scott great Cohen. to talk to you, man. Hey, thanks great. for uh, Oh, I didn't even realize you were still here. Well, hey, uh, I'm just uh, getting all these new, getting he, all this new uh, Trotsky stuff ready for my new morning. He's planning show. his next move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'll let the hostile takeover begin. It's 7:24 on Rock 102. 7:27 with Baxon and Steve on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 50. Tomorrow will mostly sunny with a high of 48. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, just a little uh, info to pass along: Gateway Regional School. Going to be having a half unexpected half day today. Half day, staffing shortages. They oh have no, staffing kidding. shortages at the school. Well, well, I don't understand. Well, I don't get that. Why won't they just cancel the whole day? You have enough staff well, for I, half a day. That's what I mean. I was like, hey, how do you cover most of the day and then release them? That doesn't yeah, make I don't. A whole lot I, of sense. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Well, either way, uh, there, there you go. I'm because I'm fine. You know the. I get the call uh, when Scott was here uh, from the superintendent, right? Uh, you know, saying that uh, they're going to be closing the school early, but I don't understand why. And then I went on the per- parent uh, forum for uh, Gateway, sure. And uh, yeah, there's an early dismissal. The the 
this person is also saying that the voicemail was cut off halfway through to to get through. It must be something with the with the system. Hmm. Uh, and interesting. We're trying to figure out as a as a as a group, a community group of parents, because what they did was they moved the fifth and sixth grade into the uh, the middle school. Okay. Because of the whole COVID thing. Right. Uh, but they're not technically in middle school. They're still in elementary school, if you know what I'm saying. Right. So we're all trying to figure out whether or not that covers those kids, too, or is it just the middle and high school? That's a good question. I would think that if it's the same school, the same physical building. No, it's two different buildings. It's two different buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the man on the tape should have been more specific. <sighs> it was a woman on the tape. The woman on the tape should have been more specific. It was the superintendent. Superintendent lady on the on the tape yeah, should have well, been more specific. I'm sure she was, but the message cut halfway off. This is what we're all trying to figure out. This is how communities work together. We go yeah. on Facebook and we bitch about stuff that uh, we have no idea. Yeah, what's that horse crap? Is that it takes a village? Is that and there's something there's something uh, to that? Well, it takes a it takes a hamlet is actually uh, to raise a. No, no, wait, is it Hamlet or? <laughs> ham sandwich. Uh, yeah. It's a ham, ham sandwich, sandwich to bring everybody to, together. That's, that's right, it. yeah. That's so there you go. That's an uh, update on Gateway Regional, which is really not an update. It's uh, just about 7.30 in Rock 102. 7.34 with Bax and Steve on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering 40% off installation plus a free glass shower door while supplies last. Call Yankee Home right now and tell them you heard this ad. On Rock 102, here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. Dozens of people in five states have been killed by tornadoes that leveled entire communities on Friday night, but the toll at a Kentucky candle factory is not as devastating as initially feared. Officials initially said only 40 of 110 workers at the Mayfield Consumer Products had been rescued, but spokesman Bob Ferguson now says eight people are confirmed dead, eight are missing, and more than 90 people have been located. Authorities are still trying to determine the total number of dead amid confusion over how many were able to escape the factory and the difficulties of searching other hard-hit areas. Kentucky's governor expects the statewide toll to reach at least 50, and at least 14 people are dead in four other states, Illinois, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Missouri. Uh, just the widespread devastation of this thing. You know, 200 it's, miles. You know, it's weird, and this is and this is not to sound insensitive in any way, but just you know, a, 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 like a, a matter of context and perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, prior to us having a, a you know our tornado many you know about ten years ago, not many of us would uh, would understand the impact and enormity. Of one of these situations, so when you see something like this on the news, you say, "Oh my God, that's awful! That's what a, what a terrible thing to have, have have happened." But now that we are a part of the country that's that's experienced this, the 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 horror of of a tornado, yeah, and now having a a, a different point of view on these things, you know, it, it's like you feel that one in your gut, like you're like, "Oh yeah. my God!" You know, having seen the kind of destruction these tornadoes can cause and then knowing <laughs> that you know there were very few fatalities in the one that hit us here in western mass and but a lot that uh, that's happened you know out there in the midwest it's just what a horrible horrible thing yeah uh yeah because you you know we had we were lucky to get mostly damage there was only i believe two deaths uh, which is which is storm. which is stunning to me that it was only two. Right, and uh, but this was just like 
bam, yeah. like they wiped out an entire community of buildings. It's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy to think uh, how quickly that can happen. Yeah. A 15-year-old boy accused of opening fire at his Michigan high school, killing four students, is due in court for a procedural hearing. Ethan Crumbly is uh, charged as an adult uh, with murder, terrorism, and other counts for the November 30th shooting at Oxford High School. The purpose of today's hearing is to prepare for the next hearing uh, set for December 20th. It's at a later hearing that the judge would hear evidence and decide whether there's enough evidence to send Crumbly to trial. It's possible the case could be put on hold if his attorney seeks a mental competency exam. I wonder what they're going to do for the parents. Just thinking the same thing. Uh, do it you ain't think done they'll there. get mental competency exams? Well, I'm surprised they haven't done that already. Uh, maybe they're working on it. Maybe. I'm sure they're working on it. Uh, we just haven't had them seen them in court yet. Uh, there may be some funny money circulating around the Greenfield area. Isn't all money from Greenfield funny? Spending your money yeah. in parts of Greenfield is kind of funny. Green River Farm Stand owner Jennifer Williams Frangie uh, reported uh, receiving what's believed to be a counterfeit $20 bill at her business on Friday. Williams Frangie said the fake 20 was discovered by bank officials in a deposit made by the business. Greenfield Deputy Police Chief Bill Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, up in Greenfield. What are the odds of that? Uh, I need to get the, the call on the red telephone. Will, uh, will Chief O'Hara be in the office, too? Uh, said no official complaint has been uh, filed with the department, but said uh, phony bills do show up in Greenfield from time to time. Merchants or anyone handling cash are encouraged to closely examine any 20s they receive to ensure that they are authentic. I have uh, I have uh, another bank. I have, like, I have, like, my main bank account that, like, all my bills and stuff are tied to. Right. And then I have, like, another bank account that's not tied to any of that. So every once in a while, I'll take some money out of that extra account right. and put it into my uh, my regular account, right? Yes. So I uh, I go to the bank the other day, and I, uh, I take the money because it's two different banks. So I take the money and pay a fee. Uh to take money out and then put it into and then deposit it into the machine again. Sure. To the old to the other account. You following me? I'm following you. So I do this, and this is all within a couple of minutes. I get the money out of the machine, right. and then I take the card out and I put the other card in. And I go to put the money into the deposit, and then like three twenties spit back at me. Really? Yeah, like, we can't take this. I'm like, what do you mean you can't take this? I just took it out of your machine. And it took me like five times to get, and the bills weren't folded. There was nothing. You know what it was? They were old bills. Oh, and really? It, and it finally clicked and took the money. But interesting who's to say they weren't fake. It's a good uh, good point. I guess I'm going to find out. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't mean to... I never really wanted to talk about this on the air, but yeah. in my house, yeah. <clears throat> I happen to have a stack of money. Uh-huh. I have a bunch of uh, orange $500 bills, a uh-huh. bunch of blue 50s, okay. a whole bunch of uh, pink 5s. You blue 50s? And uh, green 20s, yellow 10s. Even have a whole stack of like a, like a light uh, orange $100 bill. Can you buy Big a stack. boardwalk with that? Suppose I could yeah. if, if it were open. Sure. What about a park place? Uh yeah. I, I you know sure. I mean it's a little bit more costly than I'm willing to spend uh, money on. But now, uh, if I had both, I would probably put houses or hotels on there. 
Now, when <clears> you <throat> pass by the local town jail, do you collect two hundred dollars? Every time I drive past Ludlow, Nick Kochi is out there with two crisp one hundred dollar bills, Just and I say thank out, you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's exactly what he does. Uh, do not pass go. You got to go directly to jail. What about that? Do you well, have that. I will get the two hundred dollars. Yes, but you know, I just won ten dollars <laughs> in a beauty contest, and I'm thinking I'm feeling pretty good about myself. So, I hope the other guys in jail don't take don't, don't hold me accountable for that. Uh, and Amherst man will be back in court uh, today to answer charges uh, that he threatened to bomb a local bar. Is that Amherst. wrong? Can you not do that? I don't think he can. Amherst police were called to the spoke on East Pleasant Street on Friday to investigate a report that a small propane tank had been placed near the bar's front entrance. What, are you grilling things now? Well, was that to hold the door open? Uh, maybe. A uh, witness identified the suspect, 22-year-old T- uh, Tyron Loper of Amherst, who had apparently been ordered to stay out of the bar. Loper was arraigned Friday and is due back in court today. Meanwhile, the incident remains under investigation. You know these bars that put all kinds of crazy crap on the walls? You know, like decorative stuff? Yeah. Why not uh, like use old propane tanks in the walls? That'd be kind of cool, don't you think? Yeah, you run the risk of them exploding, though, because <laughs> Please. you can never fully get the gas out. Yeah, that's a bunch of horse hooey. It's all liquid. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. The alarming spike in COVID cases has prompted state officials to declare a public health alert. The state news house service reports that state officials Friday issued a public health emergency order intended to allow area hospitals extra flexibility as they deal with the influx of new patients. The new order is intended to provide staff flexibility, ensure sufficient acute care capacity, and enables facilities to reopen inpatient capacity in spaces not currently being used. In a related story, Governor Baker has announced that he may call up the National Guard to assist hospitals which are dealing with staffing issues related to the pandemic. Thank God we have the National Guard. Yeah, thank God we got a governor is on his way out. Uh, state and local officials this week will take the first step on a journey which many hope will end with the establishment of a new railroad line between Boston and North Adams. Hold on a second. You know, in all my train traveling years, I said, why, why, God, why, God, can't you put in a line from Boston to North Adams? You know, as a uh, as a youngster uh, living South Shore, uh, south of the Boston, I can't tell you where uh, how many times me and my good time friends would be uh, sitting around, not doing nothing, saying, "You know what would be great? Hopping on a train and going to North Adams." Yeah, that's uh, all my good time friends hang out at North Adams. Yeah, we don't we don't need to have fun in in Boston or Worcester or Providence, North Adams. That's a town that sounds like it's really yeah. happening. You know, I know one person from North Adams, and uh, I have never heard her express the fact that she wanted to take a train from her town to Boston. You know what's the best thing coming out of North Adams? What? Any road that takes you out of North Adams. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a nice area up there. Parts? You got that, uh, you're right near that bridge that people try to commit suicide on all the time. Yeah, you know why? Why? Because they live in North Adams. Ah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're doing there. Hey, uh, I know we're doing uh, Franklin County news here, but there's a lot to get to this morning. Uh, well, you know, Franklin County has its yeah. share of news. Uh, a popular Greenfield pizza shop has temporarily closed after an employee reported being in contact with someone who tested positive for COVID. When the moon hits your eye like, like a, a big, big COVID, COVID pie, that's a 
closing. A closing. The owners of Village Pizza on <laughs> Bank Row announced. Do that tippy tippy tay part. That's my favorite part. I'd, Hots will say tippy tippy tay. Tippy tippy tay. <laughs> You'll be in your bed for 15 days. <laughs> Uh, the owners of Village Pizza on Bank Row announced on social media that the employee made the admission this past weekend, which necessitated closure of the shop to allow time for employees to be tested and the necessary cleaning to be completed. An update on the village's status is expected sometime on Tuesday afternoon. They closed down a whole pizza shop. Wow. That's a, that's a tough break for the people of Greenfield. They're really hoping for that pizza. I kind of wonder, like, you know, how this was played out. Was this guy, like, you know, making pizzas? And, like, you know how people at work share stories? Oh, yeah, with my girlfriend last night. She tells me she's just coughing. She got this dry cough. Can't breathe very well. <laughs> Who ordered the, pita, the pepperoni and Luger sa- uh, sub? I'm like, babe, you need to take some Dayquil. Huh? Oh, my God. And then they're like, uh... Did she have a fever? Yeah, it was like 103. Uh, why are you here? What are you talking about, man? Never felt better in my life. What do you want on your pizza? Uh, I don't want COVID. That's what I don't want on my pizza. Yeah, I'll have a uh, large party size with extra COVID, please. Yeah, with, with extra Lugers. A uh, viral story about uh, two Springfield teens who allegedly smoked marijuana laced with fentanyl is apparently untrue. Mass Live reported that Bay State Medical Center officials say the story, alleged to have come from a web group called the Bay State Emergency Room, is untrue, and that the hospital has no record of any teens being treated for marijuana-related fentanyl overdoses. These stories spark concerns in a number of towns, some of which issued alerts warning of the possibility of fentanyl-laced marijuana being sold on area streets. Well, now you don't have to worry, because none of it is true. So this is a uh, website that talks about uh, the Bay State Emergency Room? Well, it's a group on Facebook. Oh, I see. And uh, it's probably some uh, jackhole, if you will, uh, creating some sort of faux uh, alert to get the attention, which he did, or he or she did. Probably yucking it up right now, only to find out that that story was a bunch of crap. Yeah, I uh, the idea, you know, that's the thing. I suspected that when I first saw it. I'm like, okay, so you're not going to give us a school, you're not going to give us a town name. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you got the the HIPAA laws to protect. Well, like we said, you I mean you can't be 100 uh, percent, you know, confident that every bag of weed you're getting on the street is not laced with something. You know, you've got to be careful. That's why going to a dispensary or doing it yourself are still the best way of doing it. Not to scare anybody, but you know, if you want to, you want the good, high quality stuff. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you might have to pay for it. Hey, uh, we're in the middle of engagement season. Did you know that? Engaged in what? Uh, engaged to be married, which runs from Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day, and also the NBA season. You know. So, so wouldn't uh, every woman want a proposal on a jumbotron at a basketball game? I don't see why not. Not really. A uh, new study looked at women, uh, what women want in a marriage proposal. 66% would prefer a private setting as opposed to an elaborate public display. I've always thought that. How confident are you Yeah, that she wouldn't say no? That you would do, like... You know, the band of pipers or uh, something like that. Well, uh, since I'm the last one on the show to have gone through this process, uh-huh. 
Uh, I uh, proposed to Jenny at the Munich House Which, in the in the beer garden in public in front of everybody. What if what if she had said no? Well, then everybody at the Munich House would have thought she would have been a cold-hearted jerk. Or that would but, have been the greatest video ever to watch. Right. And instead, that's what it became. Uh, I was there. I proposed. She said yes. And I believe they gave us a free dessert for, our, for, the, uh, for the celebration. 66% would prefer a private setting as opposed to an elaborate public display. And the same amount uh, would like to be, to be pre-planned rather than spontaneous. That's the whole idea of having the thing, is that it's spontaneous, isn't it? I think for uh, for the most part, yeah. Uh, 85% of women say they feel there's more pressure on their partners to plan a unique proposal than in their parents' generation, and around 20% think that the exchange of rings has more meaning and significance today than before. I don't know if it's got more. And I, I, I do know that the process of getting married you know, economically is different today yeah. than it used to be. I mean, I, I, yeah, I got a little bit of experience in that, and and, but I but I also think that you know when you're when you're with somebody you, and you're going to take that leap, I think you want to kind of be sure that you're doing the right thing and with yeah. the right person. I mean, you know, when we when I did it at the Munich House, I knew what the answer was going to be. I didn't guess what the answer was going to be. I knew what the answer was going to be. Because we have been talking about it for you know a long, long time, mm-hmm. so it wasn't uh, you know me doing it at the Munich House was a I don't want to say it was a big surprise, but uh, you know it was it was it was a beautiful thing. She should have said no just for the viral video portion. That would she should have said. I mean, you would, yeah. obviously she would have married you still, but uh, oh yeah, no, I'm not marrying you. What are you crazy? You know, if are we you had, insane, if we had you know put it up, posted it on Facebook, yeah. and you know given them the right caption, yeah, it would have gone viral. Here, get this. Nearly all women, 96%, expect to have some involvement in the selection of their engagement ring. Really? Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, And most prioritize something personalized and unique over the size of the diamond. And yes, most women do want a diamond. Well, then maybe you should step up and start doing things that would require you to receive a diamond. Can't get a diamond without a pearl necklace first, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, right? Steve, yeah, listen to you, Beatles. Yeah, that's listen what I'm talking you. about. Yeah. Listen to you. Uh, the They didn't ask about the worst ways to propose, uh, but you should definitely avoid uh, when someone else is celebrating something, like, you know, at their wedding. Like, if somebody proposed to somebody at your wedding, wouldn't yeah, that's you gauche. be, like, pissed off? That's that's crap. You know, that's the, I, that's for somebody else. That's, that's you encroaching on somebody else's day. I've told you that before about people when I'm, like, I'm DJing a party. Yep. Hey, uh, can you do a birthday shout-out to my Uncle Rick? He's 50 today. I'm like, no, because this is not Rick's party. Yeah. This if is, this were Rick's party, then we could celebrate Rick's birthday. This is... A wedding yeah. to celebrate the love of those two people over there at the yeah. head table. Unless one of those two people come over and say, let's do a birthday song for Rick. Mm-hmm. We're not doing the birthday song. I'm sorry. No, I think that's I, I think that's a good call on your part, Steve. Yeah, people usually uh, try to make the thing all about them. Yeah, the that's never been my way. I never try to make it all about me. Well, you make everything about you. I'm what are you talking saying. about? I don't. I, I do not. Yeah. Oh, are you yes, kidding yeah. me? Yeah, Please, come do. on.
Uh, hey, Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. The stuff is velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air-roasted, and they bring you the forecast each and every morning here at Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 51 tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 48. 37 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Whether you rock... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 757 and Led Zeppelin on Rock 102. It is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 51 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 48. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is giving you 12 chances to win great prizes throughout the month of December. It's with the 12 Days of Prizemas brought to you by the Tommy Carr Auto Group. Congratulations to today's winner, Steve O'Connell from South Deerfield. Won himself a $200 cash card courtesy of Pioneer Valley Arms. Pioneer Valley Arms, 50 Shaker Road, East Longmeadow, and Pioneer Valley Arms, Dot com. All you got to do is go to rock102.com and sign up. And every weekday through Tuesday the 21st, we'll give away a $200 value gift from one of uh, 12 area businesses, including Frigo's, the Soft Touch Auto Wash, Nathan Bills, Odin Keeps Axe House, Custom Auto Sounds, Pioneer Valley Arms, and more. It's the 12 Days of Prizemas brought to you by the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. We're in this story about this Oregon Elementary School, uh, about this crow that just flew into a classroom one day. Okay. And started talking. A talking crow? Yeah. Uh, it's almost like a like a parrot. Like it had, uh, it wasn't like, you know, having conversation, like, uh, you know, giving sports updates or weather forecasts or sure. something like that. But it was, uh, it would say, what's up? I'm fine. I didn't realize crows could do that. It would also swear like a sailor. No kidding. Yeah. That's hilarious. It had all these dirty, dirty words that were coming out of its mouth. You don't have to say which ones, but I'm going to guess. Ha! Does anybody want to see me cock? Huh? Who wants to see me cock? I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Because he's a crow. He's cocking. Yes. I, I, you understand? Right. Yeah, no. Ah. No. My dad was a cock blocker. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Okay. Oh my god, look at the time. It's 7.59, Rock 102. Bourbon, barbecue, and blues. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.12 and the Steve Miller Band on Rock 102. Oh, it definitely was the Steve Miller Band. It still is right now. Yeah, oh, it's still way, fading it's away, fade. though. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, why don't you miss a second of it? Oh God, thank you so much for bringing me that great classic rock each and every day here, Bex. It's what I'm here for, Steve. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 48. It's uh, 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, just uh, trying to get my uh, tchotchke stuff made up for the, my new morning show that well, I'm going to have here. I think you're being a little bit uh, over presumptuous that uh, this is the end of me. But I, because uh, you know, I uh, I'm tenacious. I fight back. I don't yeah. just uh, I don't just uh, I don't just give up. You know, uh, one of my favorite things about Reddit is, yeah. is that some of the posts on there have a, they have a, a thing called TLDR. What is that? Too lazy, did not read. And it's basically a synopsis of what happened. So can I just give a synopsis of what's going on here? Yeah, go right ahead. All right, so uh, Bax gets on an exercise thing, busts his knee, and then all of a sudden he uh, feels like he might have something more than that. Could be a clot. Went for a, a hospital visit yesterday, then got an Apple Watch and decided, oh, hey, I'm in AFib, and uh, now uh, we could be one less host of a morning show here. Well, uh, Steve, that's uh, very succinctly put. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, you have some of the elements uh, out of order, but, you know, that's uh, basically the whole ball of wax. That uh, That's, uh, that's kind of what's going on. In fact, uh, today I'll be leaving a little bit early uh, so I can make a— uh, 
so I can make an appointment that I've uh, that is scheduled for like nine fifteen this morning. And I will be playing Billy Squires the Stroke for you on your oh, way that's to good. the hospital. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I like uh, I like that. But um, yeah, so I hope you'll be able to, you know, handle a full hour and fifteen minutes of broadcasting without me. Uh, don't you worry, pal. I'll be right there. Really? Yeah. Will you be? Uh, <laughs> Will you be doing your own bits? Uh, you know, kind of doing uh, what you can to get ready to replace no, me? Is that what it is? You're just, dancing uh, on my grave already? I'll, I'll just do the forecast and replay the joke of the day like we would normally do at 9.15 <laughs> and replay Hollywood Trash at 9.35. Now, listen, this whole AFib, for those of you that don't know what this is about, my understanding, and again, I'm not a doctor, and but uh, you know, there's some medical history uh, in my family with AFib. It's basically an irregular heartbeat. Okay, now if uh, if you're afibbing like crazy, and the numbers are all out of whack, well then uh, you run a uh, an increased risk of a stroke. Mm-hmm. Now I am not uh, I don't consider to myself to be particularly uh, welcoming of a stroke. That doesn't sound like something I ever want to have. Yeah, you know I think that the strokes for the most part are kind of bad. Uh, so I'm going to try to avoid that if I can. Now there are yeah. things that they can do. Uh, you know the thing with the uh, with the leg and and uh, the the possibility of a clot. Uh-huh. I don't like the word clot just on its own. It's a gross sounding word. It clot. is a clot. Like I wouldn't want anyone to know about my moist clot. But it's a funny sounding word, clot. It is, but it's not uh, when you have it. It's not yeah. real funny. And if it's not a clot, I'd like to know why my leg hurts so goddamn much. I think you're gonna be just fine. Well, I'm I'm hoping so, and uh, I'm confident that uh, medical science will see me through. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, <laughs> obviously, this is uh, this is one of those things that I'm going to have to deal with right away. We already uh, got people asking if they should be giving their applications to the man upstairs. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and uh, where? When did Barry Krieger send this? Uh, it wasn't Barry Krieger. It wasn't Barry Krieger. No. Uh, oh, is this somebody else we know? Yeah, it was the muffin guy. The guy who brings the muffins here. What muffins? These muffins. These these things. What did you get muffins? The muffin guy comes every once in a while. I didn't know did, you got muffins. He's like a muffin fairy, and he uh, he drops off the whole box of muffins for me. What are you doing with all them muffins? That's for me. That's uh, my business. Yeah, well, I can't have a muffin because I'm an AFib. My kids eat those particular muffins. Your kids don't eat those muffins. No, they don't, because so I didn't realize those muffins were available for us to uh, distribute. Would you like one? No. I don't want any muffins. They're in packs of four. You can have <laughs> one out of the four. No. All right. I'm just saying. I'm going to say no to them. I'm going to go muffin-free today. Well, listen, uh, I wish you the best of luck with your whole uh, thing. Hey, get this. Steve Jobs saved your life. I believe that. You know what? I, I got to say, you know, uh, when I got the Apple Watch, I thought, well, that's a really cool gift, and I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with it. But what uh, what I realized is it's not what I'm going to do with it. It's yeah. what it's going to do for me. Yeah. And in this case, you can uh, – you I mean, there's you know, there's loads of apps you can download on it, but it, it, it monitors, like, your your pulse rate. You, uh-huh. can, uh, you can figure out whether you're in AFib or not. So, uh-huh. like, the first time I put it on – uh, there's an app called ECG. So I did it, right? And I thought, yeah. and it said, uh, you may be an AFib. And I thought, I must be doing this wrong. Because, you know, I'm, I, there are hardly any instructions. And, yeah. and am, I, am, I, am I doing it right? And then I did it again and again. And for like five days straight, <laughs> it keeps saying the same thing. And then it sends you a notification when you may be in it. 
Uh, I haven't got one yet today, but it's just a matter of time. So now, is it uh, does it detect? Like if you said, uh, I have an extremely large penis, it is a no. Nope, it's a fib, a fib, a fib. <laughs> That's a big fib. That's a big fib. That's a real big yeah. fib, and uh-huh. your nose will probably grow long by a result of it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Now, oftentimes uh, these a fib things just kind of go away on their own. Yeah, you know, they just kind of work their way out, but then sometimes they don't, and you know, then you got to be pretty aggressive with it. So uh, I. Uh, in an effort to avoid things like a stroke or a heart attack, I'm going to be aggressive about this because I, uh, I'm far too young to let uh, this happen to me uh, right this moment. And by the way, we're already down one man. We don't need to be down two. Yeah, and uh, I'm healthy as a healthy as a button. Are you really? Would no you problem. like a, Would you like to try my Apple no, Watch to see if you're healthy at all? This is the reason why I don't go to the doctor. Because if you don't go to the doctor, you don't know. If- it's like, uh, you know, if you have something wrong with your vehicle. Yeah. If you just turn the radio up, you can't hear the problem What's going on. Yeah, that's a very smart approach. So if you just don't go to the doctor, you'll never be sick. <laughs> Listen, I don't need to be uh, down mm-hmm. uh, a second guy and it's not me. So you know, maybe you should uh, go see a doctor just to take care of yourself. I'm just uh, trying. You know, it's funny because, uh, you know, I was watching The Simpsons the other night. Yeah. And it was this episode where Steve Jobs was in heaven with God. <laughs> okay. Who's now in charge of heaven, where God asks him, hey, uh, could I have Christmas off for my, <laughs> it's my kid's birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But uh, but so uh, Steve Jobs yeah. has turned God into Bob Cratchit. Yeah, well, because it's the Mapple. It's gotcha. the Mapple company. Yeah, they can't uh, use it anything. But uh, yeah, yeah, listen, I'm. Who's that? I have no idea. Was that you? Oh, <laughs> is it telling? It's you my you? Apple Watch is going it? on Wikipedia saying who Bob Cratchit is. Oh, really? Yeah, no kidding. Oh, didn't did realize you, I was doing did that. Did you ask it to go on uh, Reddit? Uh, or, uh, no, or, sorry, on, on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. No, I did not. Uh, hey Siri, how long does Bax have to live? Can we not ask that kind of question? Why? Because I don't really want to know the answer <laughs> right now. You remember they used to have that website called the Death Clock? Yeah. Yeah, do they still have that? I don't know. Let's it's see worth, if they do. Worth huh? taking a look at. <sighs> death Clock. Let's see. The Death Clock. When am I going to die? Oh, terrific. All right, so your date of birth is, I know it's September... What? 15th. 15th of September, 1943. 1966. Uh, 1966. Your mm-hmm. male. I am. Uh, you want uh, pessimistic, sadistic, optimistic, or normal? Well, what do you think? I think we should just go with normal. Sure. Is your BMI less than 25? I don't know what... Uh, I know what my BMs are like, but I don't know what the BMI is. Uh, I'm, I'm a gonna... little I'm a little poorly. And you're a non-smoker. You're ready to check your death... Uh, what's your height? 5'9". Uh, 5'9". Five nine. Five nine. And I'll just guess your weight here. Okay. I don't embarrass you or anything. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. And, uh, and? 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 BMI. Uh, let's see. Uh, check your death clock. Here we go. Your death clock. Uh, Tuesday, June 27th, 2034. Oh, I got plenty of time. Oh, yeah. You only got uh, 12 more years to go. Yeah, You'll that's all it. Right. Yeah. That's okay. No, I'm not, uh, listen, I'm not buying that 12 years. I need a little bit more than that. Well, let's see what mine is. Want to see what mine is? Yeah. 13th. October, uh, way earlier than you. Uh huh. Right. Sure. No, no, not 1947. 1978, and uh, 
You want pessimistic, sadistic, or optimistic? Or With normal? you, I think yeah. you're probably more normal. Normal, okay. Yeah. And, 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 and. By the way, did you have my weight at 400 pounds? Oh, look, I'm going to live four more years longer than you. Tuesday, oh. August 31st of 2038. Oh, perfect. What did you say? What was that <laughs> did you did you have me at like four hundred pounds in this thing or what? No, no, I was very generous with that. Oh, I had you at uh, two hundred and fifty pounds. Gotcha. Uh, it wrong? says it says here I got until twenty fifty eight. Well, it depends on which ones you're looking at. Well, see, you put it. See, I don't know. I put I put a more accurate uh, thing without having to get uh, too much to go okay. into. 2058, that puts me, uh, let me do, uh, hold on a second, I'm going to do some quick uh, math here, okay, hold, oh, no, hold on a second, okay, oh, this one, the pessimistic well, one says, says here, I'm going to die at 92, oh, well, the pessimistic one says you're already dead, you died on January 11th <laughs> of last year, so... Well, there you go. Well, look, it all uh, works out. I hope everything goes well for you. Yeah, well, uh, I do. I hope it all works out. And, Thank uh, you. Please keep me informed uh, in case I'm going to need to prepare extra material for later <laughs> in the week. That's all I ask. Okay. I'm going to have to. I'll try to give you a heads up. I, I've been carrying this show for the last 10 oh, years. Oh, so please. I gotta, yeah, Will you I stop? My knees should be given out. You, I should have blood clots all over the place. Borrow my, you want to borrow my watch? Would you like to borrow a feeling? <laughs> it's 823 and Ross and Steve and Rock 102. Oh, hey, we're back on the air. Yeah, hey, uh, real quick, uh, if you missed any part of uh, today's show, because you just uh, you missed out on everything we just told you, plus our interview with Scott Cohen, check out the Baxter O'Brien Daily Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly from BaxnoBrian.com. Also, Baxter's musical podcast, a repost of my interview with Peter Hook from Joy Division and New Order, his band uh, Peter, Hook, uh, Peter Hook and the Light coming to uh, the, uh, the Paradise in Boston on August 23rd. Those tickets are on sale now, so... You can check that out on BaxnoBrian.com. Sounds like a plan. Oh, man. hell yeah. Uh, I was like, I was reading this thing about uh, rich people. Yes. Like really rich people, like Elon Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos and those jerks. Right. Uh, some people, some s- someone on BuzzFeed asked people to name simple everyday pleasures in life that super rich people don't get to experience. Okay. Right. right. Number one, the excitement that comes along with finding a $10 bill in an old coat. That is pretty fun that to, to pretty do that. I, I, I love that. Rich people would never get that experience because it's like, pff, unless it's uh, 100 Yeah, what's a, what's a $10 bill mean to them? Uh, not having to worry someone's just dating you for your money. Yeah, I've, I've never had that problem. I've never had that problem either. <laughs> hey, look, you must be making fives of dollars working in that radio business. <laughs> uh, the thrill of finding a favorite product on sale. You know, but that may be true, but like some of the richest people I know are also the stingiest. They're right. So they're always looking for a deal because they never want to pay full price, even though they've got the money to pay it. Right, but that's why they have the money to pay it because they don't spend money full price on things. Exactly. Uh, the intense family bonds that come with not having money—that you and me against the world vibe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Succession, that show. (laughs) Oh, my God. These people are just out of control. They're terrible people. That's what makes that show so great. They're all terrible people, and there's not not even, like, a good among them. You know what I mean? 
Like, no, they're I, all out to get it. They're in for it for themselves. Not one of them cares about their brother or sister or family. Oh, no. There's, there's like, a, a bunch yeah. of different agendas all going in the same in opposite directions. Uh, the good aspects of public transportation, like reading on the subway or having a weird but interesting conversation on the bus. I never had to do that anyway. But. I try not to have any conversations on a bus. Uh, that great feeling when you fill up your gas tank and don't have to worry about it for a while. I worry about it every week. Yeah, because i got to fill it up every week. Uh, the pride that comes with making a big purchase, like when you finally saved up to get a car. Or what about that buyer's remorse because you're not sure you should have spent that kind of money? Yeah, I don't know if I should have bought that car. I wanted something different. Maybe I spent too much money on this piece of garbage I got. And having to get creative in the kitchen and use what you've got, then you're oddly proud of when it actually tastes good. I gotta believe the rich, you know, go to the refrigerator like at night looking for something to eat, and then, like there's nothing in there. Yeah, because because the so. servants didn't go and grocery shop. Yeah, but you know what? Somebody's gonna get fired over that. You know, maybe. All I got left is like one sliver of cheese and some. Grey Poupon mustard. That's all I got. Yeah, rich people will never have the experience of uh, you squeezing an extra three months out of your rent-a-center bill. <laughs> They'll never know what's, I, how wonderful it is to rent-to-own. I had this woman that lived upstairs. I used to live in these apartments over in West Springfield, the home-like apartments over there. Right. And uh, there was this woman upstairs who, and the walls and floors, everything was paper thin. You could hear uh, uh, a mouse f- uh, flatulence. In the in the in the no, walls at night, uh, and this woman uh, would be all noisy. Her and I actually got into it a couple of times from her being so noisy. Right. And then uh, one day, uh, I see a truck showing up. Right. Yeah. I'm like, yes, she's moving. And she wasn't moving. Stuff was being moved in. She was getting all this stuff from uh, rent a center. Oh and all yeah. Rent a center was loading up with furniture and all that. She had mm-hmm. like a whole. The, the the TV, she had everything. She had the, the whole kit and caboodle. The kit and the caboodle to go with it. Right. right, yeah. And then, like, two weeks later, she moves out with all that stuff. And then three weeks after that, Rent-A-Center was coming looking for their money. And it was all gone. She screwed Rent-A-Center. Man. Can you imagine that? Yeah, no, I can kind of imagine that. Yeah, you just, uh, you see, rich people don't have to worry about stuff like that. It's uh, 8.30. We got news next to Rock 102. We're back to O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by nobody. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Back Springfield Fire Department did everything they could to extinguish a second alarm fire in Springfield this morning. Around 5 a.m., Springfield uh, Fire Department released a statement that all companies were on the scene of a second alarm fire at 242 Pleasant Avenue in Springfield. According to Fire Commissioner B.J. Calvey, the call for fire came in around 4.20 Monday morning. The uh, fire has been extinguished. The second uh, floor right side apartment sustained the most damage. Oh, that's like on Pendleton Avenue. Yes. Second floor, right side. You seem to be uh, to bristle when they said 4.20. Well, you know, it's got that marijuana connotation. Yeah, but to me, I mean, honestly. Uh, The building has been deemed uninhabitable, leaving at least seven people without a home at this time. Do we we know what that was all about? Nope. Just a fire. We'll find out more tomorrow when nobody gives us an update. I'm uh, I'm on the street view of uh, of this uh, part of uh, Fort Pleasant Avenue. I, uh, I don't know which house that is. Or which building that is. Yeah, I don't know which one it is either, but it was uh, towards the end of the street there. Ah. Towards the Sumner Avenue side. Okay. 
Uh, Holyoke police have identified the victim in a deadly shooting on Sargent Street from Wednesday night. The victim was identified as 20-year-old Damian Alicia Diaz. Around 10 p.m. Wednesday, police were called to a Sargent Street uh, location for a report of shots fired. Alicia Diaz was found inside an apartment suffering from a gunshot wound. He was taken to a nearby hospital where he later died. You mean Holyoke Medical Center or Bay State? Uh, I don't know. Well, question. Police, the Mass State Police, uh, and the Hamden County District Attorney's Office, and the Hamden uh, Murder, U- the Hamden District Attorney's Murder Unit, uh, are continuing to investigate the shooting. So we have uh, no other details about that. Hmm. A, uh, a the Ware Police, Ware Police, Ware Police uh, was called to a reported robbery at the Big Y parking lot on West Street in Ware Friday morning, according to a news release from the Ware Police. Where police? Their police. The incident happened around 10.27 a.m. Officers were advised that the suspect possessed a gun at the time of the incident. Bystanders tried to apprehend the suspect, but the suspect was able to get away. Local law enforcement says a foot uh, chase ensued behind the woods of the Brookside Market in Ware. Police were able to capture the suspect who was hiding behind blue tarp at, at and furniture at the old Knights of Columbus on West Main Street. Seemed like a perfect place to hide out, too. Oh, I mean, if you're going to get a cheap drink uh, before you get thrown in the slammer. Yeah, but you don't want to. Columbus. Is but you're not going to find that cheap drink, you know, behind no. the furniture and the tarp. Duh, the suspect uh, was later identified as 36-year-old Dominic Damati. <laughs> Dominic Damati. Chicken dee ching. It's Dominic Damati. Chicken dee ching. The Italian Robin Donkey. <laughs> Police said the uh, victim of the accident was able to recover all of her stolen property and mm-hmm. did not need to receive any medical treatment. Additionally, police were able to determine that a handgun was not used by the suspect. Uh, they were able to recover a knife. I'm going to guess, just based on what he's accused of doing, that this would not be the first time someone's called him a donkey. No, uh, especially with that last name. Right. Damati. <laughs> we have to uh, we have to repost that video we did years ago of the Dominic the donkey where I have the teeth in and the donkey ears. Oh uh, yeah, that E-aw, was a, that was a classic. It's uh that'll be dedicated to Dominic Damati. Yeah, we got to find that. We do. Uh let's see. Uh, if these Western Massachusetts members of Lama Llama? See, I thought it was a llama club, but it, it's really the Latin American Motorcycle Association. Oh, that's different. That's way different. I'm thinking of more like a like a like an outdoor mammal. They spent their uh, Saturday at the Red Kettle collecting for the Salvation Army. Shoppers entering J.C. Penney uh, know of a, the spiraling need this holiday season uh, because people are needy and people uh, get there one time or another. That's it. Diane Lovren of Ahoyoke says. I grew up uh, without, so I like to help when I can. So they just they just did this big thing. But I thought it was like a group of people who represent llamas, like a llama are, club. Are there a lot of people that are advocating for llamas, like a llama rescue? Well, you you would think there would be, but uh, apparently they're just their Latin American Motorcycle Association. Oh, that's it has different. nothing to do with the animal that spits. What about like alpacas? I mean, would you lump them into the same grouping? Aren't they the same thing? They're not. It's actually like a different species. Yeah, really? I believe so. 
I thought they were the same. Llamas no, 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 no. Llamas are llamas, but alpacas are alpacas. Every alpaca I mean, like, could be I mean, a llama, but not every llama is an alpaca. That would be say like like a like a donkey is a horse. It's not. It's a donkey. It's well, a totally it's, different thing. But it's got horse features. Yeah, there's Does similarities. The alpaca have the llama features. There's similarities, but they're yeah. you know they're not the same animal. You don't know what you're talking about again, do you? I happen to know uh, quite a lot about a lot of things. <clears throat> do you really? Do you know the difference between a llama and an alpaca? I don't think you do. I don't. That's why I'm asking. But the, I think that you don't know. I think in a side-by-side -side comparison, I think I could tell you almost with 99% accuracy which one is a llama and which one is an alpaca. I don't believe your accuracy stories All right. Anymore. I'll tell you what. Yeah. How about next week you make arrangements for there to be llamas and alpacas delivered here to the station, and I will tell you which ones are which. You don't even have a blood clot. This whole AFib thing, you don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, trust me. Yeah. I wish I was making that up. Artifacts once owned by Paul Revere's family were sold at an auction for $20,000 on Saturday after being discovered in the attic wall of a home in Canton. Why can't I get a piece of property like this where something's shoved in the walls and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's belonged to Paul Revere? Yeah, no such luck. This was uh, Paul Revere's water pick for his teeth. He had a water pick? No, I don't know. I'm just saying. It's a little bit pro. Yeah, I mean, he's a little bit. Uh, he precedes the water pick. Items included letters, iron, iron uh, uh, calipers, and an account book owned by uh, Raul Revere's relatives. Raul. Well, this is Mass Live. They're they're saying Raul Revere. So it could have been Paul, but they just they changed the P to an R. Gotcha. Well, or, you know, on the on the keyboard, the P. Well, they're not anywhere close to each other. Anyway, uh, so Raul Revere. Raul Revere. Anyway, uh, there was a, an account book owned by uh, Raul Revere's relatives, as well as a sign with the name of Paul Revere's son, Joseph Revere. Amesbury-based uh, uh, John McGinnis auctioneer sold the artifacts as a single lot in an auction on Saturday. They estimated the items would sell between $1,000 and $2,000, through the, though the historical value helped increase the price uh, John McInnes told the Boston Globe the buyer made an online bid and has not been identified. Interesting. I want uh, I want this extra stuff. I would like uh, I would like to find some sort of treasure and plant it into my house, but I'm pretty sure there's nothing. That's what I'm saying, man. I've never had this happen before. Yeah, like yeah, uh, you know, you know, like you open up the uh, like the uh, the drywall, only discover there's like a I don't know, say like a Van Gogh. Yeah. Hidden within the walls. I was hoping, uh, you know, after my wife died, I would find, like, some money stashed away or something like no that. No such luck. You know what I found? What? A gift card to Domino's Pizza <laughs> for $5. What the hell oh can God, you get at a Domino's please. for $5? Why, why would you? This is your legacy that you're leaving me with? <laughs> you know, when I bought the house in, uh, in Springfield many years ago in Forest Park, yeah. uh, the previous owner left one thing behind. And that was a big shoebox loaded with condoms. Ooh. That's the closest I've ever got to finding something valuable in a house. You know, we once bought uh, a ch like a, ch a chest from uh, some guy in Forest Park. Right. It was He was selling it on Craigslist. It was like one of those old, uh, like an old cedar chest. Sure. So we, uh, we went there. He was selling. He had sold two of them. He had two of them. One was still left. And then we get to the guy's house, and he brings us down to the basement. He, you know, we're, we're, we're checking this thing out. Really right. Nice chest. And then he goes, yeah, you know what? 
I had to open it because uh, the other one I gave away, I didn't open. And the person who got that found $50,000 inside the chest. Come on. And brought it back to the guy. Apparently, this guy's aunt had died. She had all this stuff in the house. So yeah. He was, just, he was just trying to sell it and make a few extra bucks. And he returned the money? And the guy, and whoever bought the, the, the trunk re- was like, couldn't, you know, they had to bring it back. They uh, just I, couldn't. Can't, I can't trust that kind of honesty. I, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't yeah. be able to Finders, keep it keepers, no, losers, no. weepers. No, I would not be able to keep it. I would have to tell somebody that, uh, hey, I uh, bought this thing off of you and I... I, yeah, I I'd tell everybody money. except the guy I bought that from. Hey, hey I, I screwed this guy out of fifty grand. I gave this, I gave you fifty bucks for this uh, for this chest, and now I'm rowing in D's. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of fifty one. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of forty eight. It is thirty eight right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Ah, yeah. It's the holiday season, folks, and with actual.